extreme efficiency. So you need classification for the tomatoes. You need to, it goes in a hole, it's this size. This is exact, so then four of these make 500 grams. They fit in this packet that I designed for this size that goes into this pallet that I designed this way. These are the costs. So this extreme efficiency. Are we, is it efficiency or are we really profiling food? Like profiling <laughs> the food? Yeah. Only in That's yeah. what it looks like. It looks like this. Not, not, not pretty enough, not yeah, red enough. Like Welcome to our second episode of Doobie Doo, which is a continuation of our talk with Diaz and Kudmani from Emirates Wire Farm. Stay tuned to have a chance to win a fresh box of veggies delivered to your doorstep from Emirates Wire Farm. Answer the questions by Yasin in the comments box below by the 31st of August. Enjoy! We've done like we've done eggplant like tart like a dessert, and people are like, "What is what is?" I'm like, "I have eggplants. Like, deal with it." It's not going to the dump. There's no food. Yeah, no, no. As as one of my colleagues, Dima, who's in events and marketing and is behind a lot of the things I talked about with the tourism. Yeah, so no vegetable left behind. But that's that, but you should start a movement. I think that's a movement you should start. We do a lot of things. Yeah, we're just, just we're farmers and distributors that. in the webs. Well, we're trying. Well, we're trying. That's why I'm here. Such a big issue globally. Like I, I, I screen documentaries a lot, and I screen this documentary. It's saying uh, it's a German documentary back in 2007 or eight. Uh, we feed the world. That's what it's called. And back in 2007, this, they said we produce food for at least. 12 to 14 billion people globally mm. in terms of agro. Mm. But we still have 7 billion, we only have 7 billion people on the planet and 3 billion are not well nourished. Yes. Can you imagine how much food is lost because of the food chain, politics, economics, sustainability? Yes. And convenience. Uh, Most of the time, the, the problem is convenience. Blemishes as well. That was such a, there were so many other Yeah, the ugly fruits blemishes. and vegetables. Do you have issues with that with local produce? Of course. Yeah, yeah. But don't you put your, I mean, doesn't the government interfere and say it's a blemish? It should be. It's, it's up to the consumer if he wants to buy it. The supermarket should store it. As I said, the government here is a free market and the market should solve itself, right? So mm -hmm. if no one wants to buy your crop, then it's your problem. The, the government can't come and be like, yeah, you're fair. producing uh, ugly vegetables that's deformed. You have to buy it, like force someone to buy it off you. It's more about education. It went to, like we said, you want this... Uh, extreme efficiency mm -hmm. so you need classification for the tomatoes you need to it goes in a hole it's this size this is exact so then four of these make 500 grams they fit in this packet that i designed for this size that goes into this pallet that i designed this way these are the cost so this extreme efficiency are we is this efficiency or are we really profiling food like <laughs> profiling <laughs> the food yeah holy and so that's yeah. what it's like it looks like this. not not like. not pretty enough not yeah, red exactly. enough the color the, the color of the, the, color of the, of the <laughs> vegetable a, what size a, it is what cause it has on that's it. a funny that's way of looking at it yeah no, but that's when you described that the first thing went to head went to my mind you're profiling the food yes based, but the foods should be profiled nutritional value nothing yes. more than that so, looks like a human being yeah so let's say you're receiving at a, a big chain supermarket and every morning there's trucks, loads of trucks mm -hmm. and you're quality control. Okay. And this guy comes and he's like, no, no, it's fine. It just looks like that. Like he needs guidelines. He needs to understand what's acceptable and what's not. What is ugly enough and what's not. What's the quality behind it? Is it damaged inside or not? So that's not built in place yet. We're trying. On our website, we ha so we had a butternut squash. Yeah. And there's a kind of uh, fungus that affects the skin. 
and like creates this beautiful mosaic on it. Like butternut squash is usually just, yeah. you know, just one color. And this thing is like sketched and it's completely rejected. Obviously, no supermarket will accept it. If you just scratch it, it's perfectly orange on the inside. It's the same quality. There's the nothing wrong with this. No, no, nothing's wrong with it. Okay. So we put it up on our website and it's just, you know, save the butternut. And, it's, and, it, and I forgot what the term was. Dima came up with it and I think it's beautiful, you know? Uh, think, and people really responded to it. And did they buy it? Yeah, yeah. 400 kgs didn't go to the landfill because of people supporting it. How much? How, okay. And I gave a good price. I gave a better price than convention. Did you put anything in the landfill? From them? Yeah. We rarely waste. Wow, epic. Because we have a restaurant. And then if the restaurant didn't make yeah. it, we pickle it. And if it didn't get pickled, then the chickens eat it. If the chickens, then the horses eat it or the goats Mama, eat it. No, respect. We I, don't like I, to I waste. Okay. We don't, we don't. Why don't you bring that, that mindset to the suppliers, uh, sorry, the supermarkets? The, what about food? What about restaurants? They use a lot of food. Yes. Where do they get that sauce? With, uh, the With produce from? Well, you know, farms. traders. traders. And, and the reason is because of uh, you want um, quality. Uh, stability, quality. So you want the guy to deliver at the right time. You're dealing with a farmer. He's, he's not going to show up next day and not pick up the phone. I mean, if you're talking about traditional farmers, you're not talking about sophisticated people that are marketing and sell. You need that middleman to give you that. Assurance. And yeah. that, that is what happens in reality. And that's why this new breed of farmers like us are there now to like, no, like a hashtag, no middleman. Yeah. It's like, I already, I'm going to do this job. Come to me directly. But when it comes to restaurants, it is, it is very difficult because you have a menu. I need butternut all, all year all round. Long. And I'm like, no, no, listen, I'll give you butternut two months a year. Like, are there no seasoned restaurants out here in the bar? So Tom, Tom Arnell yeah, has yeah. been one of our best supporters. Mm -hmm. And the reason is because he's a chef and the owner. Okay. So he understands. Uh, he's, you know, you can, you can ask, yeah. yeah, what do you guys have? And we have this and then make a salad, put it on a display. It's not a menu. It's not, you know, they just make, and there's a lot like that now. Uh, and it's growing. Yeah, but they just don't like to put a special and then next day, oh, it's not available it's not anymore. You need to improve the consistency. But I think that's great. You go to the restaurant, you have new food every day and you try different stuff. And it's, I think I've been seeing this around the globe for the past 10 years. And a lot of people thrive. I've seen a lot of restaurants which open once a week. That, that is the future. Once a week. Again, co convenience was our problem. We wanted the exact same menu. We like this food. Like imagine... That's a mindset. Let's, yeah, but imagine <coughs> what's a favorite like fast food Let's I say McDonald's, for example. Let's no, say people. Let's say people that are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's say people are. But that is, you know, like in the U.S. Let's say Applebee's or Chili's okay, or. Applebee's, but not McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, whatever big chain um, is, a cheesecake factory. The they can't day. be like, yeah. It's difficult because of costing, because a lot of. A lot of yeah, I think. Just menu development, all of that. So you need. We need to go, and this is what's happening. Uh, local so you need the local farm and you need the local restaurant and we need to decouple decouple from we need the exact same coffee all around the world this is what we have been doing for, for the past 40 years now yeah. is is focus on efficiency and like I said it has afforded us so much luxuries but these luxuries came at a cost and now people are like no let me go back to the farmer that's not as efficient but he has his cows he has his chickens he has, like the traditional yeah. farm you would imagine um, a family farm but it's local i buy from him he doesn't have this product tough luck i'm not having watermelon today i don't need watermelon whenever i want watermelon like 
That's the mindset you got to adopt. If we if we want to if we want to be sustainable, uh, we can't continue the lifestyle we have. And this is the honest truth. True, but I think that's <laughs> going to bring us to the next topic, which is going to be the future of farming. Yes, which is which is trying to answer all these, these questions. Everything I just brought up, they're trying to answer. Exactly, yeah. you can have what you want, when you want, off season, on season. Same quality every day. Absolutely, absolutely, to all year tea. round to the T. Okay. Extreme. So, before we move on to that yeah. one, so before we move on to that one, I want to continue. Wait, wait, we talked about three things when it comes to what do you want from the consumers? No, when we talked about so health, environment, food security. Yes. Food security, again, is that one country can be very efficient and do it well and very sustainable, but you're trusting them, and then should you have your own? Like currently here, we don't have wheat and rice, and it's like 50% of the food. But they should trust, their, I mean, what's grown locally, of course, because they want to keep it sustainable and grow it. The more so they then, grow, the more so grow. then, if growing locally is not as sustainable as growing in another country that has the resources, the water, and the soil, mm -hmm. should you do it just for food security? And that is the tough questions that governments have to answer. And that is why they're looking to the sustainable options where it's like increase my productivity, but at the same time, increase my sources of importing. So don't import from the best importer only. Try and find other sources as well. So it's just food security because humans aren't perfect beings and, and we have to, you know, conflict is real. Um, mm. uh, COVID, stop travel worldwide. So, so, yeah, you had locusts, summer is coming. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. Um, so, these are the three, the three things that, that, people, that people should consider why to buy local. Well, Health, environment sustainability, and food security of the country you live in. Mm -hmm. If you're not buying the product of the farmer, farmer goes out of business, all you have on the shelf is imports. You're happy, they look nice. Yeah, but but in a bad situation, and in a bad, yeah, and in a bad situation, and you can't import, and 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 countries decide, okay, we're not going to export our food, mm -hmm. then you're in a bad situation. So that's what food security is about. For me, food security, I, you know, of course, the government has to probably respond to it. But from my perspective, you're a person, you're an individual, you're independent. What the government does is what the government is going to support you, but you should be able to support yourself and your family. Yes. What would you do for yourself and your family? You would grow the food if there's no food available. If there's no food. Regardless, 50 years from now, 50 years Everybody from now, you will, you got to feed your family, you're going to grow food. Everybody at home should have a break glass in case of emergency that has seeds. Yes, it's just like a few boxes of the seeds inside. Suck the food out. But ideally, if you look at it, if it's, it's pragmatic, makes sense, you have to have food around you, regardless, but the farmer grows it. Or you grow Everything on planet Earth starts with plants. Our source of energy on this world is sunlight, and it comes and plants transform that sunlight into something useful and takes carbon from there. It's just incredibly... Um, so that, that leads me to the point you were talking about with the future. I just want to start it with, I feel like we're at a crossroads. Mm -hmm. And one road here, if you want to imagine with me, mm -hmm. is beautiful nature that we try to that we, we we already you know we explore and travel and see and beautiful meadows and and all these areas and an amazon a rich amazon forest and a rich uh, ocean which we are destroying right you see now plastic Absolutely. everywhere and and all the these issues thrive and be destroying so do we want to protect these so more environmental laws uh more sustainability projects push for that or so this is sustainable option one mm -hmm. 
live within our means, basically. Live within what we have and protect what we have. Sustainability option two is uh, make the seeds produce more, the GMO, let's say. Cancel the environment, so you, you soilless, let's say, agriculture, warehouse, LED lights, don't need sun, uh, and you have the chemical fertilizers, don't need animals to produce that, and you are controlling every aspect, but it's really cold and it's not nature, okay? Cancel nature. I don't need birds, I don't need bees, I don't need anything. Okay, no I, contro I controlled everything. We do the pollination manually. We figure out, out a way for an, a solution for everything. Okay, so and then your beef is uh, grown in a lab. Okay, of course, yeah. yeah. So you have labs that are producing animal meats, beef, chicken, everything else that you need, fish, and then maybe we get pellets. And then instead of trees capturing carbon, we figure out technology that's carbon capturing, right? And we have these beautiful concrete cities with warehouses where we get our food. We don't go inside because of biocontrols and whatever. Mm -hmm. So we never see it anymore. And you have huge machines that are collecting carbon. And this is sustainable. This is the sustainability we're talking about. I just hate it. I absolutely hate it. That is the, that is the problem. Well, that's a very... Wow, that's a dystopian view. Well, both. Well, that is <laughs> where we're going, no? Showcasing sustainability. What, okay, no, I, I, listen. I completely give in to what you're Listen, a hundred years ago, you would have told people, listen, our grass is plastic now. They were like, what? Why what would you? you know, yeah. What are you talking about? And that is the reality. Now, Ashton. even in the US, and yeah, it's plastic grass. Is that the nature we want? Like flat, fake trees and nature, fake everything? Anybody wants, but I think. But that is where we're going. I think efficiency-wise, from we, we produce and we're going to create everything we can efficiently, and it will be utilized for the good or bad of humanity's desires. It will be done. I think what we've got to call out to is what appeals to our humanity yeah. and what we stand for at the end, the essence of what where we thrive yeah. and where we actually where we want to be ourselves, yeah. where we see ourselves, our future generations. In. Now, I think that's a big question in terms of uh, what people want and what corporate wants yeah. or what large corporate control wants Yes. in terms of when it comes to agribusiness. Yeah. Agri yeah. And I think government has a huge decision, I mean, uh, a say in that of how they want to take it forward. Yeah. Um, so back to the tech that I was talking about, that yes. we were going to talk about. The future of agriculture. Mm -hmm. Um, unfortunately, a large part of it is going to stay the way it is. There is a new tech that's going to come on that will manage irrigation better, that will manage, let's say, spraying pesticides better, harvesting better, more automation. Mm -hmm. Okay? Um, and then there's the high-value uh, sensitive crops, which are grown hydroponically, mm -hmm. um, which now we've, we're seeing coming Vertical online. Farms. Vertical farms. And all of these are currently for like lettuce, herbs, and cherry tomatoes. Mm -hmm. Because if you input any other crop, the financials don't make sense. Or the system can't grow it. It doesn't make sense to banana trees, okay? Yeah, I don't think you can. Can you get banana trees in vertical farms? Oranges, apples, banana trees, mangoes, papaya, like trees, okay. okay? Trees, forget trees. So what's, what and then forget the main agriculture crops that destroy the environment. So you're saying I'm, this is a solution. So now I'm not talking about as a businessman. I'm talking as a human okay. that cares, right? Okay. Uh, 
the the solution mm -hmm. to destroying Amazon forests and all of this is vertical. let's say vertical farms. But these crops that they're destroying the Amazon for isn't lettuce. For, for, for isn't lettuce. Yeah, absolutely. They're growing animal feed, wheat, soy, corn, soy, rice. Mm -hmm. Okay? That is eighty percent of agro. You add trees. Like what we're talking about, lettuce and tomatoes is yeah. five percent, whatever. Of global agri. Even less. Five percent is all vegetables. These vegetables that aren't the mazes and the wheats oh, wow. and, the, okay, and, the, and the fruits and the trees and the animal feed. Animal feed is a huge one. Yeah, I know, it's 40, 50 percent. Corn and, and animal feed, yeah, 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 yeah. And biofields and animal, biofields and animal, animal food. Yeah, meat yeah. and then, of yeah. course, creating methane. I know so that is what is using the water and what is destroying depletion. land and doing the depletion. Yeah. So then if you did the vertical farm and didn't solve this. What good is the vertical farm? What good is the vertical Okay, you solve 5 percent. I love it. Okay. And, and it's great, and it's actually going to benefit everybody. Okay. But let's not forget, we still need solutions for the other stuff. We need solutions for the big chunk. Okay. And vertical farms isn't it. Because of the costs. If somebody's growing rice in huge lands in China, it's not going to build structures. And it's just like the economies don't. Okay. Now, from vertical farms, let's get the pros and cons. Of vertical farms, yeah. right? So, pr I'll just give you my my what I know, and then you yes. can just yeah, 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 yeah. educate yes. me on what do you think is going on, what what is going on in the market, and maybe leading with this. Yes, just to preface, mm -hmm. we uh, work in this industry. We yeah. build greenhouses. We supply the systems for vertical farms, and we're involved in most of the leading projects when it comes to vertical farming in in the UAE. in the UAE and and okay. in the region. We consult with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we uh, we did our own like hydroponic greenhouses when I came like 10 years ago okay. and we did roses as an example to show that it's we possible. can grow anything okay. in these systems and I used the roses in my own wedding oh, yeah. <laughs> back then so I mean we've been we've been in that industry for a while okay. and I like to talk about it in a realistic way I like Plan. to yeah no, that's exactly yeah what I'm not against well. it that's what I keep saying that I'm not against it. I want it to happen, but we need to talk about other things. And, and as well, we need to be reality about this. Absolutely. Yeah. So you've been hydroponics yourself for the past 10 years and you also, or you'll create the- We build the, yeah, we build the greenhouses. We build the or greenhouse and the hydroponic system inside the irrigation system, the, the trays, so the tables. So that exist in the UAE currently? Yes. Okay. Vertical, yes. Vertical, we have to define what that is. Okay. Yeah. What's a vertical farm? So first, hydroponic systems okay. are growing in water. Mm -hmm. So you remove the soil and the sand and you put it on a tray. Okay. But we have hydroponic farms in the UAE that are even outdoors. Okay. okay? So when we talk about this closed and it's clean and mm -hmm. hydroponics doesn't necessarily mean, mean closed, closed and clean. It's just the irrigation system. Absolutely. And I went to like the largest lettuce hydroponic farm in, in Spain and it was outdoors. I mean, okay. Right? So they still, of course, spray pesticides and it's just regular ag, but okay, they're like collecting the water, they're putting the exact nutrients they need to deliver mm -hmm. and all the benefits. Um, without any soil. That you know without any soil, yeah. Okay. And you've been creating such ecosystems, uh, such... Uh, yeah, for, for a while. For, but in the UAE itself, so yeah. it does exist. Yes. So okay. back to when we were talking about vertical. So hydroponic is a system. Yeah. And then vertical, the idea, most people, what they mean about vertical smart farms is that if I put a tray of this lettuce mm -hmm. and then I put LEDs, 
So I don't need the sunlight. So it means I can put another tray. Another LEDs. LEDs yeah. and then a, mm -hmm. This isn't as uh, widely uh, used now as hydroponics. With the LEDs and with everything just not going the multiple layers. Okay, not yet. One layer. But that's part of the future. That's what you're going to come down to. And yeah, but there's, yeah, but there's a lot of crops like cucumbers and tomatoes. They grow from here up to four or five so meters. Okay. It's, so it it's makes no sense. sense. No, no, no. The vertical is just you're talking about lettuce, herbs. Okay, small, like basically small. small. Uh, Maybe grasses, animal feed eventually. Okay. In terms of hydroponics, now where do you see the pros and cons in using hydroponics in local agriculture and creating local produce which would be more sustainable, more easy yeah. to grow as opposed to importing them? The pros are uh, you're saving water. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, the numbers are, are not accurate, like saving 90% of water. Okay. The thing is, if you look at drip irrigation, it says it saves 60% of water. So what is the baseline all these people are starting with? They're mm -hmm. starting with like open ag, like sprinkler systems and flooding systems. Very old school. They're not going, okay, greenhouse, drip irrigation, mm -hmm. and I do greenhouse drip irrigation. Because okay. I, I irrigate 10 minutes indoors versus one hour outside. Okay. So I already save so much. Okay. But right? Okay. But so they're not going from that to this. So okay. we have to be realistic about how much water it saves. Um, so but it's it saving save water. water. It does save water. Okay. The idea is you're recycling. Okay? Okay. So imagine this tray is slanted. Mm -hmm. You start water here, and it goes all the way. And then you have a hole in the back, and you bring it back. Wow, okay. okay. On top, mm. you have, let's say, styrofoam. It floats. Okay. And you have holes in the styrofoam, and you put a lettuce seed. Uh -huh. And as we all know from, like, home science, you put a seed in water, it germinates. Yeah. And actually, with lettuce, it can grow it if, the, if the roots are just in the water, mm -hmm. and they can find the nutrients they need, and there's enough sunlight, it grows. Okay. Now, what's the benefit? No soil mm. means a lot of the pathogens. The environment, you canceled Okay. The environment. Yeah. So a lot of the pathogens that you would deal with, I no longer there. Um, the second thing is with fertilizing, you're just mass, you know? Spraying. This is the fertilizing okay. uh, uh, schedule I have. So you're going with it. And with organic, it's even worse. Okay. Where you're adding into the soil compost and this, but it's not down to the, you know, to the Deep. millimeter. Yeah. No. With this system, so you said lettuce needs this much nitrogen. And, and you put it in the system, it gives it exactly that. Now when it comes back, the sensors study the water again. Did it use that much nitrogen? If it didn't, and lettuce is supposed to, then you check your lights, you just have more data. And this data makes you- You understand the crop better. You understand everything. Okay. And then if it took the nitrogen it needs, you add exactly enough more to, to balance it back, and then put out the water again. Okay, wow. So, you are going to lab scale, like all the issues that you had, you're canceling them out, which means you use less fertilizer because mm -hmm. you're just pumping, like the unit is dosing True. exactly what you need. You're not overdoing it, underdoing it. Um, and you're able to monitor your crops, what they're doing much better. Now, uh, this helps you be, not have pesticides, let's say. Okay. But if you have, like I said, if you're outdoors, you have, to you have the pests anyways. If you're indoors, mm. but you're a not sophisticated farmer mm -hmm. and you built the system, but you really don't understand science and you have a guy walking in and out from outside, he can introduce whatever with him. Pathogens or yeah. bacteria. Oh. Um, and if you don't have a third party verifying that you're pesticide free, 
I'm just trusting your words. Mm. So if you are a top scale place and you invested in having a cleaning room and people sterilize before they come in and you're protecting your area and your crops and everything's clean, mm -hmm. and what you did is market hydroponics as pesticide free, okay. the other guy that's not doing any of that, well, he has a hydroponic system. Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah, yeah, hydroponics, pesticide free, sure. He's getting the benefit of being hydroponics, hydroponics but, but I see all the hydroponics farmers spraying, but why wouldn't he? It's a chemical conventional farm. He sprays if he has a problem. When it comes to lettuce and stuff, the great thing about it is they grow in such a short time. Mm -hmm. that you don't, you know, it grows 20 days, okay. one month, harvest, nothing took hold. Next. Next, and then you're oh. starting with a clean slate, so that's where the benefit, there's no soil for the, for the problems to stay. Okay, so basically you're only looking at certain crops which are beneficial for growing, using hydroponics. I, I can't argue against the lettuce. It's incredible for lettuce. Okay. What, other, what other plants are we looking at? Well, the microgreens. These guys are just, you know, hacked it. because, it, Like they hacked the... So it's like, it grew a bit, yeah. cut it. It's like, okay, what have we been doing? Like I got to grow something for six months and take care of... It. <laughs> it's a win-win for them, I it's, guess. Yeah, yeah. It's great, and then you can do the vertical because they don't need that much space at all, and you can automate easily. And then because the lettuce is inside the warehouse, every microgreen. Yeah, yeah, and okay. it, and it's inside the warehouse. Okay. And if you keep a well sanitized area, and it's already clean. Okay. Um, so there's a lot of benefits when it comes to the pack house because you're cutting it, mm -hmm. and then you can pack it immediately. It's already clean. Versus, I just picked it up from the sand. They're washing, washing it. Yeah. Okay, so microgreens future is going to be definitely in vertical yes, farms. Yes, lettuce, Let, okay. lettuce as well. Now, I, what I've seen basically happening in Holland, in US, yeah. a lot of it, they're growing farms, vertical farms, it's much more like gourmet, edible flowers, edible yeah, plants. Yeah, the so micro, on. yeah. Yeah. Did you see that coming over here? We, we, have, we have a bit. I think Badia Farms is a, is a leader in that. Oh, really? Where they okay. do the microgreens. I don't know if they do the edible flowers. Okay. But I know they package it in a, in a mm -hmm. premium. They do? Yeah. Are you on, do you see yourself getting into creating a, a vertical farm or hydroponic farm on a large scale? Well, I, I never want to box myself in. I don't know what the future holds. Okay. But right now, like, like I said, it's, it's a belief system, right? At the end of the day, not everything is, okay, this makes money. This is, like I said, I don't like that future. Okay. But the, way you, the way you portrayed it, I think you said it very well. It's a very, <laughs> very grim future, basically being indoors all the time. Yeah, and this canceling, like, humanity overcoming nature. Like, cancel nature. I, I'm growing right now, I'm in the farm, and I feel good, and people come and they feel good. We're within nature, we're part of nature, we're not trying to destroy it, and like, no, no, no. Remove all these trees, let's build a warehouse, and we'll farm inside, and keep nature out, and forget all that. Okay, then we, we really don't... Efficiency, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like getting people out of the village and making them come to the city for a better life, for better everything, and making more efficient, making more And then they're sick, you give them this, and they're sick with that, you give them that, and uh, and then their dream is to go back to the village and own a house but and, and, and garden. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And, do, and have a cow and, 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 and yeah, fish and catch them, things themselves. That's what I'm life. saying, it's part of human uh, need. Do you think we come to a point where we will have to, I mean, because of But you know what you said is very important, is that People are moving away from farming into the city and now you have to feed them. Absolutely. And you have to become, like the small scale farmer is, is suffering and you need a large ag tech to solve for that, yeah. 
I do need large actors to solve that. I think you need large actors to I mean to educate the next generation of where food actually comes from. Maybe yes. that's one reason I That's where home works. gardening is super important. Home gardening is, is And you support that as well, I think. We have EBF Academy. Okay. So EBF Academy right now has all the resources online. Okay. You go to it and we're lucky to work with some of the best like home gardeners in the in the UAE. Oh wow. And they're they're linked there as well. You okay. can visit their pages. But it says, you know, how to plan a home garden, part one, part two, part three, talking to you about pots, talking to you about in the ground or in raised beds, or uh, then talking to you about sand, soil, then talking to you about all seeds, all on EBF Academy for free, not in this, you know, uh, like Bait, oh. clickbaity, no. like, <laughs> like trying to do SEO where it just keeps repeating. Yeah. Grow your week, grow, grow, your, <laughs> grow your lettuce in one week. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like five steps. How to insert yeah. seed. And 30 no. days later, there's no lettuce in each So then there's, there's articles, grow like eggplant, grow basil, and, okay. and there's article, there's recipes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, I think I want to, I think EBF Academy is definitely, okay. And we, we want to keep building, we keep adding to it. And it's all, all the people on EBF Academy are locally based? Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's for the community? It's for, huh? Do, it's for the community completely? It's for the community, yeah. And we for, don't, it's do no, no benefit to schools? us when it comes. Well, schools come to us and do the tours and do the educational okay. activities and they spend two, three hours with us. Some of them even eat from the food and learn and, and there's so much and they plant and they take pots home. So we do, we do these activities also. So on the website is divided like EBF Academy, there's school trips, there's tourism, corporate events. You said this, you've, you've struck this all out. We've been working, so nothing has been a finished, like this is the visitor's location. Okay, we're open. Okay. It's like when people are coming, we're like building. Mm -hmm. We're just adding and growing with the people as there's it comes no along. There's I think where you started off from where families people show up out of nowhere to putting EBF Academy down so you don't yeah. have to come there, you can learn online as well. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the more the community learns about farming, learns about nature, they'll make their own decisions. I mean, like, I, like we were talking about, the benefits of hydroponics mm -hmm. uh, are great for the things that work for it. But then we still have trees and we still have the, still the issues that we we're talking about, which is the animal feed with the, with the cow industry, oh, yeah. the meat industry. Everybody now is aware of like the costs I of- I don't think a lot of people are not aware still. A lot of media- You think? But we I are, we are in echo chambers. Friends. We think like we all know, like yeah, we're all talking about the same thing. Yeah, it's just we're all talking to each other. Yeah, the, exactly. There's still people that come do the I'm tour. I with friends about eating meat, about how meat eating causes a lot of, uh, how meat eating causes a lot of- Environmental issues. Yeah, destruction. It's one of the great, largest contributors of uh, CO2 yes. in the world. Methane and the whole, the water that's been used for fodder and so on and how I think even they're feeding, well, they're feeding corn to the cows now, which yeah. you know, they're yeah. able to digest as well. So yeah. they have to uh, inject in antibiotics. Yes, the yes. You have to, you have to mass. Stuff. So in agriculture, they mass use antibiotics. Okay. So you're not a cow got sick and then you give antibiotics. It's just given large scale. And a lot of them are the same names that you would take. Okay. It's the same antibiotics we take. And, that's and then they try to blame us. Yeah. It's like you guys are overusing antibiotics. <laughs> So now there's uh, there's <laughs> disease resistance and all of that, but um, okay, we got to wrap it up soon. But I want to come yes. back with so we've got to give out. Uh, how long have we been going? One and a half hours. Oh wow! Wow, really? Wow, I wasn't expecting that. I thought it'd be even two, but okay. So what are we gonna give out to our listeners? What do you want to give out to our listeners? 
I want to give out a veggie box okay. um, uh, to their home from the farm. Wow. We have a few things. So since we close to visitors, we pivoted, we make pickles and jams and herbs and we make our own breads okay. and we send it as farm made products. So we're going to give out a box. Yummy. Okay. Yeah. Farm to table, literally. Farm to, yeah, farm to home. <laughs> carbon neutral, carbon negative. <laughs> well, you know, it's a tough, it's a tough <laughs> argument. Okay. At the end of the day, farming is, is using resources. Water is a limited resource in this region mm -hmm. and unfortunately around the world if you look at Absolutely, even south africa especially. and california and a lot of cities around the world have to answer this question well, how are we going to get water so but this is the same question everywhere that we have to, have to answer this question yeah so what we're trying to do is use the water as efficiently as possible and we're going to introduce fish into our uh, irrigation tanks so instead of the water we already collect the water and okay. we use it so if we add fish so i'm not getting more water just for the fish, I'm using the same water. So I'm increasing the efficiency of the water, where now I'm producing tilapia. And then the tilapia waste is a fertilizer. So that goes into the... So organic is also about trying to have that circular economy within the farm. That's, that's brilliant. Are you the only farm doing this right now? No. There are other farms that have started. It's called aquaculture. Aquaculture, yeah. Yeah. Fish and then aquaponics is where you mix the fish with hydroponics. So you're doing the fish thing as I'm doing, oh, wow. and then it's going and then recycling. Unfortunately, you suck at, at producing fish and you suck at growing vegetables. But I mean, people will figure it out. I think. <laughs> it's very difficult because, you know, hydroponics is built on. I'm calculating how much nitrogen and with the fish. How much you got to feed It's it not studied. Uh, yeah. I think that's where tech would come in and change the game completely. Scale. Economies of scale. Yeah, so if I come and I'm like, I'm going to do this high-tech greenhouse, mm -hmm. but it's... 5,000, whatever it is, let's okay. say, yeah, 1,000 square, meter, mm -hmm. square meters, and I invested this tech and this know-how and you bring in people, then the economies don't make sense. We need large scale so that the same system... Make it cost-effective. Yeah, yeah well. you have to get cost-effective with it. But I think as much as I and you do not want to go there, it looks like it's going to go there somehow. It will. Inevitably, it will go there, and I think... I just want to keep a voice for sustainable agriculture in organic and different things because we still need it. So like I said, if we solve for these mm -hmm. few, then we have a huge problem still going on with the meat industry, with everything where we need organic to answer that because there isn't one that's uh, for everything. Absolutely, no. There wouldn't be one and I hope there's never one. But you know where I see this going down the line, just thinking a lot. I have so many epiphanies in my head during this conversation yeah. in my head. You know how we, to go stay in the Amazon or go to the Eco Resort, you pay much more now? Yeah. So if you go back to where we came from, the <laughs> it costs you money, yeah. It costs you much more to go stay in a village in the middle of nowhere where we actually came to build cities. And I see this eventually it'll come down to. Believe it or not, pay I. Gourmet at top price for fresh farm vegetable grown in the green yeah. produce as opposed to something grown in the factory, which is grown in the sunlight, would get more premium as opposed to what's being grown now. Yeah. in the city yeah. and I think naturally this was this is what we come down to yeah uh, somehow I just I mean I hope I'm wrong to, but to be very honest I hope it doesn't come to that come to that point but if you look at the way the world is working we urbanizing centralizing keeping everything so close to us so it's easy and convenient for us but we completely miss out on the whole essence of like I said I think it's a human need right yeah. that you need to be in real nature you can't come to a city and just not touch soil in five years like absolutely what? handmade i mean you get handmade produce or like fresh farm grown 
produce will be yeah. so much more valuable. Then. And you know, my advice: people need to guard farm at home, like home garden, mm -hmm. and they need to realize that you're not doing it to get tomato or to replace. Like somebody came and he said, "Yeah, we produce this much, and we realized my water bill is more than if I just bought the vegetables." And I'm like, "You're missing the point here." You're right. You're, you're obviously you're obviously not going to be as efficient as farmers and make it cost efficient and all of that. You obviously, you can. People that are yeah, but it's about the life lessons for your children. Now everything is just on demand, and farming is okay. You put it, and it's like now what? Now we wait. Now we do this every single day. You get up with me in the morning. We water it, and you'll see nothing happening. It's just life. It's just and then you'll see it slowly, and it might die, and you start over. And this teaches life lessons that nothing these days kids are doing get. Kids are, I want food, get it. Amazon, deliver it. I want, I want anything, a game, you play it immediately. So this is the only thing that I do with my son at home, even though it's my work, and I'm not great at it, right? But we're learning together. Okay, these seeds, like now he, we have date seeds, moringa seeds, um, tomato, like he ate a tomato, he didn't finish it. Okay, let's go plant the seeds. Wow. And then we're sprouting and we're talking about that and, and how to grow it. And he's just interacting with nature. Eh? And he pulls out carrots from yeah. our home garden, cleans it, eats it raw. No kid would eat a raw carrot. He wouldn't. My son wouldn't eat it, right? Yeah. Even cooked. Like it's a, yeah, it's a yeah. struggle. But because he's involved and he has appreciation and he knows where this you came from. It took us three months. To grow this carrot. And he's watering every day and he loves it. He wants to show people that. You, so, should, you should record, you should film these. Yeah, sometimes I put, I put up during the, the lockdowns. I'm yeah. like, well, guys, here's my garden. And, and yeah, it's very small. And I think that's such, you know what you said? Yeah, collecting like, seeds with him, like yeah. the basil flowered. And then, okay, kids come see. And that's the seed that we started with at the beginning. So now look, we're back to square one. They're understanding that there's a cycle to life. And you can grow and have your own things without the need of anybody and it's empowering too. Well, it's empowering, but I think with life lessons, the journey which matters so much more and the essence, the trouble, the process you go through and valuing, valuing that process. And you need to fail. Like you're going to home garden. The people yeah. on Instagram are showing you their success. They killed 30 plants before <laughs> this one pretty one, right? <laughs> like don't think, like don't get, don't get discouraged. Yeah. The, the journey is what you're doing. The plant not surviving and then you googling, okay, what's this? That's when you learn what that is. Absolutely. And then next time it'll be something different. And if there, there's no way you're gonna become, you know, learn everything off a how to grow tutorial. It takes you practicing and doing it. And I think now is the perfect time. Even people at home, you can, you can do stuff. So what's your advice for people who wanna get into farming yeah. as well as home farming? Well, home farming, go to EBF Academy, start there. And that'll- What's the site? Uh, EmiratesBioFarm.com. And okay. then on the front page, you have EBF Academy and it'll show you how to start your home garden, gardening. And there's a schedule too, which okay. a lot of people miss. The schedule is, when do I plant what in the UAE? It's on the site as well? It's on the site, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And for people who want to get into farming themselves? Who want to, now there's a lot. I think that is, that is the benefit of this agri-tech and hydroponic, mm -hmm. is that it changed the, the worldview because everybody now wants to be, let's, you know, as an entrepreneur, and now you can be in farming. Mm -hmm. When before farming is considered, you know, yeah. You never hear about a rich farmer. Like a farmer is always at the bottom of the, right? Um, so now this tech is getting people excited, it's getting people interested. I think that's very good. Okay. If you want to get into it, um, visit farms in whatever country you're in, in whatever region you're in, mm -hmm. and talk to farmers. And that's the only way you will learn 
about what's going on and if and if it's and if it's for you or not. Okay. Yeah. Do you have any volunteer programs? We have to do it. I mean, the number of messages, people are like, "Listen, I'll work for free. Just let me come work." It's I want to leave and be in a field and harvest. It's you know training. People don't know what to pick, when to pick. Therefore, maybe you put certain tenors. They have to come there for one month at least. One of one of our volunteers. So we do have some volunteers, mm -hmm. but it's just like the most persistent people. Um, Kay, who helps us out, like when I need, I'm like, hey, Kay, we have an event or something. Can you come out? And she kept like, I want to volunteer here and I want to be on the fields. We have a farm back home in Goa, okay. and I want to learn. And I'm like, yeah, but, yeah, but but I don't have. First of all, the climate here, everything's different, and there is no like hanging out with an engineer who's going to sit and explain. And you want? She's like, no, no, I want to work. I'm like working is, and literally people would be doing tours, and you'd see a field, let's say, of our workers, our colleagues, and then this girl in the middle just harvesting beans. Okay, like she did beans one day. Like I made it to see how serious she was, and she did beans for a whole day. She's like, I never want to see beans again. <laughs> like, it's just once that one hour, two hours of yeah. excitement is gone, it's like, okay, now I'm doing physical labor. Then you're like weeding, doing weeds, okay. just removing the weeds, and then uh, harvesting and all of these things. She did it for about four days, which is amazing. Wow. Yeah, and then she comes back on weekends and now can do tours and can explain. And okay, put it out there now. When is the volunteer program going to start? We're going to try to do it for next season. It's so one of the things November. that we have. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try. Hopefully, I'll have you back in November, and you're gonna give us good news then. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now, you're gonna give out a veggie box or box with all I think produced from the farm or whatever you'll make at the farm. Yes. What do people have to answer to get that box? It's gonna be one winner. Okay. One winner of the box. They have to answer this question. What's the question gonna be? What's the question gonna be? Um, Let's make it a little bit hard for them. So how are they answering? They're typing. They'll have to type in. It's in the comments. Social feed. Yes, yeah, into a comment most likely. Okay. Um, so we can do. Um, what's a hybrid seed? Let's see if they've been listening. Uh, we could do that. I mean, they can Google. Google that very easily. But I mean, what is something they can Google? Let's, okay, let's let's focus something on that on your produce. Something of the produce that you create, which probably people don't. Something about the produce, or compare your produce with one another, or something which grows, so they learn something as well. Uh, as well, I'm sure. What's a new type of? So I talked about that a bit, but that's fine if you talked about it. But it's something related to produce from UAE or something that generally people would not know unless they're from the industry. Unless they're from the industry. Oh, unless okay, <laughs> you got to be a foodie. You got to be a foodie to do it. Yeah. Or at least know about it. Or it's educationally even. It doesn't matter as long as it's something they learn. Okay, let's. Okay, this is a general question. They can Google if they want. But I mean, why would fermenting from our farm locally be better than trying to ferment um, imported? Okay. So if you're trying to make uh, kimchi at home, you're trying to make sauerkraut, yeah. and you're, or you're trying to pickle something, okay. why would it be better from us? It's is this a long answer or is this a short answer? They can, it can be, you know, medium. Because it has to be common, so I think it has to be very concise answers. There's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Concise yeah, yeah, it is, it is. Okay, yes, fine. Yes. So the question is? Why is it better to ferment or pickle something from a local farm As versus imported? imported? The same product, same cucumber. Okay. 
Fair enough. So answer the question and you're gonna, there's gonna be one winner picked randomly. Yeah, you have to pick it randomly. And uh, you'll get a, yeah, a, a veggie box from the farm right to your doorstep, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, last few questions. Uh, what's your favorite veggie? My favorite veggie? Yeah. Um, it'll be half. It'll have to be cucumber. Right. Cucumber wine. Uh, we we eat it with everything. It's in every salad. It's in every okay. breakfast. It's in. What's the veggie you dislike the most? And it grows really fast. Within a month and a half, you'll be producing cucumbers. Cucumber. In a month and a half, you'll have a full home, home, as home well. from seed. At, at your home as well. At your home. home. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we should put seeds up for prizes as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we should, I think. I think it's a brilliant way to promote. Maybe we can send the, in, uh, in some the seeds. Yeah. Along with the box, yeah, I think yeah. it's brilliant. Okay. What's your favorite, uh, what's the veggie you dislike the most, or crop that you dislike the most? Um, I would say onions. Onions? Why? <laughs> it's not that I dislike it, it's in all of the food. I love it in food. Yeah. But I mean, as a crop, it stays forever in the field, it smells like onions. <laughs> 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 Taste-wise, you like it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but, but it's just, just working but, with it. Yeah, but no, okay. Wherever no, you put it, like taste-wise, like, I would never say onions are bad. like it, as a person, as you know, as as someone who consumes food, not someone who grows food. Yeah. What's your favorite? What's the veggie you dislike? Man, you chose the wrong guy to have favorites and dislikes. I like. I, know, e I eat everything, and I'm it's not good. very particular about like disliking a vegetable, or or anything like that. I I would say microgreens. I don't get it. Microgreens, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, where can people find you? EmiratesBioFarm.com, EmiratesBioFarm uh, on Instagram, mm -hmm. and when it comes to our consulting, it's 3Y AgTech. Spell that again? 3Y. Three three y num yeah, the three number 3, the y, y, yeah. And then it's dash Ag, A-G, and then T Tech, T-C-H. Okay. That is where we consult Dot and do research and com. all that. Dot com, yeah. But okay. the website will tell you, like, coming soon. Okay, fine. But I mean, you can reach out to us. Okay, and that's yeah. already live and kicking. Yeah. Okay. Uh, any advice for local community? Is anything you want to share with them for them to support you in any way? Well, buy local, whether organic, non-organic, hydroponic, whatever it is. Support. Emirates Bio Farm. Not Emirates Bio Farm. I mean, you can find us on the website. We deliver direct to your home. But buy local at the end of the day. Support your local farming community. Mm -hmm. If you are happy about all these local farming initiatives coming up, somebody needs to buy the product and we need to show the supermarket that the demand is there to keep those projects alive and, and, growing. and growing, yeah, and get more and become maybe a producing uh, country. Mm -hmm. I think right now I would say we are actually advanced in high-tech agriculture compared to other countries. Wow, yeah. compared to what other countries? Well, I mean, Holland is like, the, you know, a lot of tech is coming out of the tech research, mm -hmm. but applying it, like taking it and immediately creating, okay. we are about 10 years ahead of a lot of countries. Really? Yes. Yeah, this country moved really fast, yeah. Wow, impressive, in the region. In the yeah, region. Delve into this, I guess, off the camera, because the ending will be gone for another 30 minutes. Okay, but, yeah. Uh, thanks a lot for coming. I'm Thank you really so much for having for me. Coming. I, I learned a lot myself. That was a lot of fun, yeah. It was, actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, get you back in November, hopefully. Yes, and, and then it'll be the you. beginning of the season, so we exactly. can talk about what's new. Get some volunteer placements as well, what's growing up, yes. reapers you have. Maybe yes. have a chili contest online. Maybe come harvest chilies is a... Maybe the next one we could do <laughs> on site, perhaps. Yeah. 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 We can do it in a field. Huh? Outdoor podcast. We can do it in a field. Yeah. yeah, I think that would be, man, that would be actually really good. Yes. And we would have food. Yeah. I Catering. Mean, and we can vegetables. have vegetables. We can showcase this. Yes. I yes. know what I really want is chili competition. <laughs> I'm in. Allowed that. <laughs> Let's do this. Okay. All right. I'm going to close. So, 
thanks a lot for coming again thank you so much and it's back to thank you guys for listening it's the first podcast i'm really glad yazin came in for it and thank you all for listening to win the prize just mention the comments below whatever social feed i'll be putting it in i'll mention it to you as well and the comment section you can find embers biofarms link at the comment section i'll fill it in in the notes uh we'll answer your question before the 31st of uh, it's august correct and uh yeah thank you and i'll keep you posted on the next episode thank you very much again have a good day mama that was good well that is the end of the second episode thanks for listening in hope you enjoyed the talk you can answer the question in the comments box below to win that fresh box of veggies delivered to your doorstep courtesy from its buy farm if your podcast platform does not allow you to leave comments you can head over to doobidoo on youtube or instagram and leave your answers there by the 31st of august if you have any comments or feedback you would like to share i would love to hear from you more so would be great if you can rate us or give us a review on apple podcast or whatever platform platform you're listening on do subscribe if you like what you hear until next time thank you again happy mondays